Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. One of the most active real estate sectors, multifamily investing, as hot as can be, cap rates are getting squeezed, is the opportunity in apartments over. That's what we're going to seek to find out today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. To really get the most out of real estate investing, it's imperative that you pick the right market. But more goes into market analysis than just the latest headlines. Come learn how to see a real estate market through the eyes of experienced investors. When the real estate guys come to Dallas, Texas for an investor field trip, you'll learn a ton about what makes a market tick and specifically the key advantages the DFW market and submarkets possess. Study the sustainable drivers, dig beneath the headlines, understand the financial metrics, and spend two and a half days around other investors from other markets. And while no property is sold on the Real Estate Guys field trips, you will have the opportunity to pick the brains of real estate professionals that have been working in the market for years. Oh, and did we mention? It's a blast. Sample the local cuisine, experience the Dallas culture, and network like crazy. Visit realestateguysradio.com and look under events for all the details. That's realestateguysradio.com under events, and we'll see you in Dallas, Texas. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, as usual, co-host financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Big hello to all the folks who came out of the secrets of successful syndication. My goodness, it's always great to get around active real estate investors. Yeah, I mean, it was a great event. Lots of great energy. And what always impresses me about doing this event is the caliber of people that come out to it just serious investors, people that have got some experience, people that are wanting to go to the next level. Although some of the people come and they, they haven't even really gotten started in real estate investing. In fact, one of our speakers that we're going to be talking to today talked about this concept, the idea that, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I got to start small and work my way up. And in his particular case, he starts big and, and goes from there. So really appreciate the people that come out to an event thinking, hey, you know what, I'm just going to go big, you know, in the beginning, at least I'm going to explore and find out what my options are. You know, we had a private call with some of our students a little while ago and uh, special guest Simon Black showed up and he had this great concept. He just said, add a zero. Add a zero to your thinking. Just add a zero to your thinking. When you're stuck somewhere, when you're making your plans, just try and offer size. Add a zero to your thinking, right? Donald Trump says if you're going to be thinking anyway, you might as well think big. That's right. He said that long before he was a candidate, by the way, so we can't talk about that. But <laughs> but anyway, here's uh, what we're going to talk about today is the apartment sector, multifamily. A lot of folks, as they are stepping up, they start with a typical investment, maybe a single family home, maybe a condominium, a duplex, something like that. And eventually they get to the point where for myriad reasons, it makes sense to go into bigger properties. That could be commercial properties of any kind. But multifamily especially has been strong in a lot of strong markets. And that means that there's more money chasing the same deals, which drives the returns or the capitalization rate down. So as we look out there, big picture, we see cap rates coming down in apartments. Is that all bad? Not necessarily. It's telling you. It's a clue. And one of the big reasons, of course, is because the funding that is available, the loan sources that are available for apartments are probably better than any other real estate asset class right now. Right. It's a very, very popular sector. Institutional investors want to invest in it. They want to invest in the mortgages that are underneath it. And again, to your point, Robert, anytime a lot of money is moving into any asset class, it bids up the price. And so here's the situation, just to make sure no investor is left behind. When the price <laughs> price gets bid up for the same level of income, the return on the price is lower because you're getting the same income for a higher price. It'd be like if you put in a savings account and you got paid $5,000 a year of interest and you put in $100,000. Well, that would be a 5% rate. If you had to put in a million dollars, then you'd only be getting a half a percent, right? So the more it costs, the lower the rate. So what's been going on with bonds? Everybody's been afraid of the instability in the marketplace and they've been piling into bonds. They bid up the bond price, the yields go down. And so we've had low interest rates. Well, when you have low interest rates in the marketplace, that means that people who are buying debt like more mortgages are buying more of them. And when those mortgages need to be placed, the lenders are looking for good income producing bread and butter properties. And a lot of that money has landed in the apartment space. So for the people that bought, you know, at the bottom, it's been a great ride. The question is, here we are eight years removed now from the Great Recession. Apartments have really led the charge in terms of the real estate space. And the question is, is it overheated? Is it too hot? Is it time to get out? How does that work? Well, we're going to take a look at that. 
that. Absolutely. As real estate investors, we need an entrance strategy. We need to know how we're going to acquire a property. We need to have a plan for that. We need to have a holding strategy. How long are we going to hold the property? What's the plan for its improvement and maintenance and management? And then we need an exit strategy. When do we sell? At what point? Not necessarily a fixed amount of time, two years, five years, 10 years, but what metrics do we need to see from the property before we say, you know what, it might be time to reposition the assets. And so now there's a lot of folks out there that are looking at apartment space and going, we may not be at the top, but we may be nearing the top. And part of being at the top is realizing that interest rates are very, very low. Part of the way you are able to work a deal is if you buy a property with a certain level of financing, and then over time, if the financing rate goes down, the current rate is less today than it was five years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it's easier for more money to come in, but you can refinance your property and improve your cash flow. So if you are anticipating you're in an environment where interest rates are going to be going down in the future, you can bid a little tighter if you're willing to speculate on the direction of interest rates. You can bid up a little bit more on the front end knowing that as interest rates come down, you'll be able to refinance and fix your cash flows. Conversely, you know, if the interest rates are going the other way, then maybe you're going to have the opposite situation. And with your rent, same thing. Are you betting that you can increase rents? Is the economy strong? Are people moving in or are they moving out? Is the economy weak? Well, we, you know, we've had a horrific jobs report. So we know that the economy is potentially weak. What does that mean? Does that mean the Fed's going to keep interest rates down, keep it lower? Will there be more money? There's a lot of dynamics at play here. And sometimes you can kind of get lost in the weeds, but it's, it's hard to get your mind around. And you just have to look at the fundamentals of a property and the fundamentals of a market. You have to look at underneath at the financing and you have to ask yourself, what is this thing doing today? And the key components that make the thing work, which is the cost of the financing, the demand for the product type in terms of customers and migration patterns, and then the general health of the wage earners, if, if in fact wage earners are going to be paying your rent, what is the direction of that? And then based on that, you make a decision if you think this is a good space to move into. Now, the, the exciting thing about real estate is also the challenging thing about real estate, and that is that every market, every demographic, every product type and price point is different. That means people are moving from one market and leaving another market and they're moving up, they're moving down, you know, and so you have to kind of get your mind around that. And the best way to do it is just look at a lot of deals and look at a lot of markets, at least within reason, and then begin to identify trends and you get a feel, just like when you're shopping for something, you begin to get a feel what a good deal is. Makes a ton of sense, especially because when you think about investing in multifamily, that's a product type. But within that, different markets react completely differently, have different metrics, have different cash flows, different performances, different capitalization rates. And then within even a market like a big MSA, like a Los Angeles MSA or New York, within that, there's lots of sub markets and those behave differently. And so it's not fair to say, how's the real estate market? or even house the multifamily market. But we're going to attempt to do that today and take a look at whether or not it is too late. Are we near the top? Is it heated up? And is there still opportunity? If so, where? Our guest today has been a multifamily investor for 14 years. His very first investment property was more than 30 units. So this is a guy that maybe thinks differently than typical single family investors. In fact, in 2012, the National Apartment Association named him the Apartment Owner of the Year. You'll meet Brad Sumrock when we come back. You're Tune to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Robert Kiyosaki's asset protection attorney and the author of Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. As an American or foreign-based investor in U.S. real estate, you know we are a litigious society. 
You know that you need to protect your real estate, paper, and bullion holdings with the right mix of LLCs and corporations. Our firm, Corporate Direct, not only forms these entities, but importantly, we properly maintain them too. If you fail to follow the corporate formalities, you can lose it all in an instant. Corporate Direct is your source for LLC protection and maintenance in all 50 states. Visit CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention the Real Estate Guys for a free bonus. That's 800-600-1760 or CorporateDirect.com. We look forward to assisting you at CorporateDirect.com. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this great radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com. The big question this week, is the opportunity in apartments done? To help answer that question, let's meet a man who knows a thing or two about apartments. He's been investing in multifamily properties for 14 years, and he's the recipient of the National Apartment Association Owner of the Year Award. Welcome back to the show, Brad Sumrock. Hey, Brad. Hey, Robert. I'm excited to be here this morning. Well, it's always good to have you on the show, and you're a wealth of knowledge. When we started talking about an apartment show, I thought, well, who are we going to get? Let's see if Brad's available, because you have an interesting story. You didn't start in single-family homes. Your very first investment was an apartment building. That's right. It was 32 units back in 2002. A lot of people think you have to start in single family and graduate into multifamily. And I'm proof that that's not the case. And I've trained other people as well to do the same thing. Well, we're excited about the fact that not only are you in the apartment space, but you've been through up cycles, down cycles, the big recession, sideways markets, and all of that. So here we are, and a lot of folks are saying, well, cap rates are squeezed in multifamily. There's slim pickings out there. We're seeing more and more offers coming in on a particular property. You have a perspective that's rather large because you invest in a lot of different markets. What are you seeing out there, Brad? Well, some of those things are true, but you know, there's certain markets that I just don't buy in. So, you know, I've been doing this, like you said, for 14 years, and I have developed what I would call a proven recipe to get these double-digit average annualized returns, which most investors covet those types of returns. So we look at buying in the right markets. We look at buying the right vintage or property. Uh, you know, we like to buy the B and C class properties. We don't go after the A class, you know, the newer construction properties and the yuppie parts of town. We're going after the working class demographic. And we're still able to get these double-digit returns with with those type of assets and in, in the markets that that meet the criteria. Well, it's interesting. All of real estate investing is risk versus reward. And when you look at the types of companies that invest in A-class stuff, right? It's pension funds and REITs and insurance companies and big syndications. And many times they're after safe, secure returns more than they are after yield. So they might be perfectly happy with the five percent return. But you and your students are looking for a better return than that. That's right. You know, I think, you know, if you ever heard of the rule of 72, you take 72 divided by your annual uh, rate of return. And and generally, that's how fast your money doubles. And if you want to get rich and if you want to get out of the corporate rat race, which I was able to do, then you want to you want to get these double digit average annualized returns. So you could double your money in three, four, five, you know, six years. If you have your money in a bank account making 0.25%, you know, you double your money in 288 years and that's not long enough for mo- that's that's not fast enough for most people. So, you know, if we could get that 15 to 16% average annualized returns which would include a cash flow and a capital gain component, those are the type of returns that, that are going to help people retire faster. All right, we've already hit on a couple of things which is that obviously, at least I hope it's obvious, investing in multifamily doesn't mean any apartment building or any market, you do have to be strategic. And I know you're strategic as far as area, you're strategic as far as property type. You know, we talked last week about Sam Zell coming out and saying to the world, hey, we're we're selling, we're getting rid of assets. And you look at a guy like that who obviously has earned the right to have an opinion about where the markets are going. He's deciding it's at the top, it's time to sell. But he's not in the kind of markets or product type that you are. Well, I think mainly he's on the East and West Coast. I mean, I, those are probably markets that I most likely wouldn't buy in anyway. 
I look for, for markets where the cost of real estate is, is equal to or lower than the median cost of housing. So I like to say we invest in markets that most people don't like to vacation in. Huh. You know, the Midwest, Texas, Ohio, Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Indianapolis. These are some of the places there where we invest. And then we also look for markets that have positive job growth, positive population growth. And there are still some good markets that meet that criteria. It, it is fair to say I've sold some of my assets as well. And a lot of people think, well, if you're selling, you know, well, you must be a reason for you selling. And, and what I like to do is I like to buy my assets and hold them for three to five years. And then when you increase the NOI because of, you know, occupancy uh, increases, uh, rent increases. And yes, sometimes, you know, we can take advantage of a favorable market. And so you want to get that equity out. So I've sold some of my deals as well, but we're still buying. You know, I have a deal under contract right now that I'm purchasing. We're able to buy these deals and get consistently double-digit average annualized returns if you if you buy right. Well, one of the things I learned in your class was the fact that you've got to figure out a way that your investing fits with who you are and this idea of being able to take some off the table, right? I, I'm a collector of real estate. I think well, I'm going to buy real estate and own it forever. But you made a great point, which is if you've done really well and if you've gotten NOI up and if now the value is higher, why not sell and solidify those gains? Yeah. I mean, I haven't met many investors that want to keep their money married with me for the next 30 years. Right. Okay. So when we syndicate deals, my experience is for, for myself and the people that invest with me and the people that invest with my students is, you know, they want to get their money in the deal. And if they could double their money in five or six years and get that money back, then they could reinvest the money. They could take part of that money and, and increase their lifestyle. They could go on that vacation, buy a bigger home, or they could, I would always say, you know, do that with part of your gain, but take the rest of it and reinvest it. And then some people say, well, Brad, what are we going to reinvest it in? You know, we're having trouble finding some of these deals. Well, you know, what I do is I put that money back in the bank and then I, I keep looking for the next deal. And so when I find deals, you know, you don't always find a deal all the time. But when you do find a deal, then you have the capital to invest in. So as long as you're in the game and you understand what you're doing, you could always find a deal that you could invest in. Yeah, such a good point. And you've got to keep your head in the game, right? The, when you look at the typical investor, they might only buy an investment property every three or four years. Well, that's not a way to stay active, which is why we wanted to pick your brain. Not only do you buy in your own account, you syndicate deals, but you're also an active broker. And so you're looking at deals a lot. What is it that you're seeing today that gets your attention? When something comes across your desk, you go, yeah, I'm going to take a look at this. Well, you know, like say here in DFW, I mean, you know, C-class properties might be selling for mid 40s, 50,000 a unit. So I look for price per unit as one parameter, but it's not the only parameter. But if I see deals that are we can pick up for less than that, like I have a student buying a deal for 37 a door, there's a deal that just hit the market for 32 a door. So I kind of look at that. And also, if we can find some value-added opportunities, like we'll find deals that, you know, maybe only 10 or 20% of the units have been upgraded. And so we can go in and continue upgrading those units, bringing rents up to market, and raising the value of the property. So if we could find a deal where it's already making enough money to cover the debt, and there's a, an opportunity to increase the value, and it's in a good market with population growth, job growth, low cost of housing, those are the things that I look for. And let's talk about a competition in the market. Uh, you find a deal like that, and you decide this is one we want to write up. Typically, what are you looking at in terms of other offers? Are there a lot of offers today? And, and how do you structure a, a deal so that you get the nod? Well, this is a, uh, you know, they always say it's a small industry. A lot of it, is, it isn't just what you know, but it's who you know. So having relationships with brokers and not only brokers, but lenders, attorneys, management companies, it's huge. So if I'm buying in Dallas, you know, people know my track record. I don't always have to have the best offer because we have a proven track record. And then the question is, are they going to be able to close? And so, you know, we're not buying like five and 10 unit buildings. I mean, we can, but generally we're buying 50, 100, sometimes two or 300 unit buildings that require millions of dollars of equity. So, you know, they may get an offer, but if it's an unproven buyer, they're going to, the first thing they're going to ask is, well, where are you going to get the money? Now, if you're going into a market you haven't bought before, that's where it's really important to have a team that you can leverage, you know, a management company, 
a broker that you know you got to know in that market so when i go into a different market that's what i do so you want to have a strong team with a, a leverageable track record of success. Such a good point. Let's talk about deal size because I think a lot of people who listen to your story and go, wow, first first property out of the gates, a multifamily property, that's a little hard to relate to. But in the market you're talking about, just doing the, the quick math based on those numbers, a smaller apartment building doesn't have to be tens of millions of dollars. I know some of your students start with fairly modest first investments. Yeah. So like last year, I you know my students bought 25 buildings. The total acquisition volume was 100 six million so that's that's an average deal size of about four million dollars of which you need about a million in equity now the smallest deal that, that I've helped somebody do in the past year was about uh, five hundred thousand the largest was 13 million most of my students or customers they are syndicating deals because you know not that many people have a million dollars just sitting in their bank account so it's not that hard to raise the money if you have a group of accredited and sophisticated investors that you can go to to present these deals to. Well, in fact, it really is the norm. You uh, were gracious enough to speak at our Secrets of Successful syndication event we just did. And, of course, Michael Becker, commercial lender, spoke at that. We had Michael on the program uh, a few weeks back. And, uh, you know, at that event, he was talking about the fact that the percentage of deals funded by syndications and multifamily is nearly 100%. Rarely is it one rich guy that buys a big apartment complex. It usually is a syndication of a group of investors. That's true. I mean, and even, you know, some of the best of the best, some of the big names people out there, they syndicate deals. So what buyers and brokers beware of is the guy that took the, you know, I buy apartments, no job, no money, no credit class from the guru, and they just learn to tie up the property. And then they try to wholesale it or flip it to somebody else. I mean, I'll tell you this, Robert, when I'm selling my deal, I just sold a deal for $9 million. I want to know about the buyer. I want to know, well, let me see a couple of the previous deals that you've closed. Where did they get the equity from? I may know they're going to be syndicating the deal. I want to see that they have a track record. Now, that that begs the question, well, how does a newbie get started? You know, newbies don't have track records. Well, they have to leverage other people's track records. That's uh, one of the things that I teach. And one of the people that could leverage my track record and my team's track record, they want to use a lender that's financed deals before. They want to work with management companies that are known in that marketplace. Well, that's a good point. Let's talk about management because if I own a single family house and it's in the area I live in, I, I suppose it's conceivable that I could manage it myself. Not that I'm recommending that. But when you buy a 32-unit apartment building or a 300-unit apartment building, there is no way you're going to manage it. So talk about third-party management and how you find those folks. Well, there's a couple ways. So it depends on the market. Okay, so if I'm going in a new market, where I've bought in Colorado or in Ohio, you know, I mean, now I have access to, you know, online data where you could find management companies. So it's pretty easy to find these companies by doing a an online search. You know, if you don't have that capability, uh, you ask brokers that you're working with. So, you know, I, I have a student that right now that's like buying in Tennessee and he lives in Virginia. So, the broker gave him several management companies. He's obviously a student of mine, so I was able to look up in CoStar. I was able to look up all the management companies in that area that manage over 500 units. I was able to give him those management companies' contact information. So, again, you don't want to just call the yellow pages and start you know, dialing up management companies. You want to find out, well, Who's managing assets in that market similar to yours? Well, okay. especially if part of your strategy is the value add you talked about. Maybe you find an opportunity and then the reason there's upside is because it hasn't been managed well. Now one of the big things that you bring to the table is better management. Yeah, and a lot of opportunity is taking over a property that's that's run by a mom and popper. And especially if you're buying, say, less than 100 units, you know, we'll buy a 60-unit property or a 70-unit property or a 50-unit property. And it's basically being run by a husband and wife team that don't take it the wrong way, but sometimes they just don't know what they're doing. And, you know, they put their life savings into this building 20 years ago. They still have it. Rents are under market. It's undercapitalized. They can't continue bringing the property up to date. They're trying to do everything out of cash flow. Uh, sometimes when you buy these types of deals, they don't have good books and records, which could be a challenge. But, you know, we're able to connect the dots together, put together an operating pro forma that the lender is going to accept, again, because of our track record. 
and then we can get that deal done. And I have a, I have a student buying a deal like that right now, and it's going to be an amazing it's going to be an amazing deal. Well, we often say there are no problem properties. There's only problem ownerships. And I think you're exactly right. Folks get in over their head or they just take it as far as they can as the steward of the property. And it makes sense for somebody else with track record experience, relationships to come in and kind of get to the next level. That's right. So that's one of the things that we look for. You know, again, we look for that opportunity to increase value. And a lot of times it's with occupancy it's with bringing rents up to market. And a lot of times it, it, that does fall into the management. It's not just capital improvements and renovation of the property. The management is huge. Our guest is multifamily investor Brad Sumrock. When we come back, we'll talk more about the apartment sector. Plus, we'll play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the Secrets of Successful Syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys, radio program heard every weekend on this fabulous radio station. All the time at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys. Today, we're asking the question, is the opportunity over an apartment? Sounds like maybe no. Before we get back to our interview with Brad Summerock, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia. Your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. In just a minute, I'm going to give you something that has to do with multifamily real estate. And as soon as you think you know the answer, send us your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and your physical mailing address so that if you're the winner, we can send you a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's great book, Second Chance. Last week on The Real Estate Guys, we asked this, what city has the highest population density in the world? Well, the answer is Manila in the Philippines. In fact, the top three cities in the world in terms of population density are all in the Philippines. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Since we're talking apartment investing, you remember the show Laverne and Shirley? If you're old enough to remember, that show took place in Milwaukee, and they worked for a brewery. In fact, Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff from the show Happy Days. Here's what I want to know. Who was Laverne and Shirley's landlord? And I'll give you a hint. It was a woman. Who was the landlord for Milwaukee brewery workers Laverne and Shirley? If you can remember that or quickly look it up, send us the answer to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Be sure to include your name and your physical mailing address. If you're the winner, you'll get a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's great new book, Second Chance. 
That's today's real estate trivia question. We're talking about multifamily. Is the opportunity in apartments over? And refreshing to hear from Brad Sumrock that it's not. And I figured that would be the answer, Brad, that there's always opportunity. But I also know that as the market changes, you have to change. Well, and that's true. And just to go back to what you said, though, some people, there's there's a certain group of investors that they're just looking for the hot segment. You know, and that's not me. I mean, I was doing apartments before it was hot, before it was sexy, and I still made a lot of money. And now you have people coming in to apartments, or you have for the past couple of years. And so those people now may be saying, oh, well, apartments isn't hot anymore, and it's too competitive, and cap rates are too low. So now they're going to go to the next hot segment. And I would say I'm glad to see them go because – now is going to be a time where the people that are really focused, that know what they're doing, that, that know how to still underwrite these deals, that there's actually going to be more opportunities in the future. This is such a great point. I'm glad you brought this up. I used to teach at community college. I would teach uh, real estate classes. And I would notice that when the market was hot, the classes would get bigger and bigger and bigger because most of the folks who took community college real estate courses weren't really looking to be brokers or agents. They were just interested and many of them were interested in investing. And then when the market wasn't very good, the classes would be tiny. And I used to joke with the other professors, you know what? The best time to get in this business is when the classes are small. And so right now, it seems like the sector's hot and it is. This could be an excellent time to get your mind around apartments, learn multifamily, and be ready to go when that great opportunity pops up. I agree. I don't know if it was Abraham Lincoln or one of these presidents that said, hey, if you had 10 days to cut down a tree, you know, he'd spend eight days sharpening his axe. Right. And Stephen Covey talks about in The Seven Habits, habit number six is sharpening the saw. So just like anything else that's worthwhile doing, you know, multifamily takes a little bit. There's a very steep learning curve. And for those that want to be good at it, well, first of all, there's still opportunities to make money right now. I mean, we have people buying deals all over the country, but there will be a time where the opportunity is even better. And so you you don't want to just if if you get in when the opportunity is is already better then it's already too late. Let's talk for a minute about the folks who are out there who are maybe investing, doing well in real estate investing, but it's still something they do on the side. And they're hopeful that one day they might be full-time real estate investors. You had a corporate job. You were doing the thing, working hard, and the trajectory of that was going to be a certain outcome. And instead, you decided to take the reins and become a full-time real estate investor. So for the folks who are thinking about that, what would you say to them? Well, I would say don't quit your job and then become a full-time investor unless you already have like a spouse that you could live off of your income, okay? It took me three years to replace a six-figure income. So for me, retirement was when my investment income met or exceeded my W-2 or my job income. And that took me three years. And now some people, some of my students are, are doing that faster than three years because they're leveraging my experience. But don't go out and quit your job because if you don't have income, it'll be harder for you to get that first deal. So the lenders are looking for credit. They're looking for income. They're looking for liquidity. You don't have to have all the credit, income, or liquidity yourself. You can get that through a syndication model. But you want to bring something to the table. Again, you know, most people, Robert, they're looking for that quick fix. You know, they're looking for that, hey, I could take this supplement and just – totally changed my body without working out. And I could go to this one class and within three hours, quit my job and become a multimillionaire real estate investor. But you know, for me, after two college degrees and 17 years in corporate America, getting out of the rat race in three years is pretty darn fast. It really is fast. And what I appreciate is the fact that I've now had a chance to meet dozens of your students who are on that same track. They figured out quickly, it's not get rich quick. It's not overnight. It's not no money down. It takes hard work. It takes practice. It takes study. It takes looking at a lot of deals, penciling a lot of stuff that you never do. But unless you spend that time, as you say, sharpening the axe, then you're going to be out there competing with folks who have. That's right. So the best time to start is not to sound like, you know, pushy, but it's always now. I mean, the best time to start is always now. And it's not the market. You know, it's you. And and I've been in this business since 2002. And I, I know people back then that were saying, well, I'm going to wait for the market to change. And then in 2007, oh, I'm going to wait for the market to change. Now we're at the top of the market. Then in 2008 and 2009, it was, oh, it's a terrible market now and nobody's lending. So we got to wait for the lenders to lend. Well, that was one of the best times to be buying. Right. And so there's always a certain group of people that are just going to wait for 
you know, I, I have someone told me, you know, the other day, Brad, I'm going to wait a couple years because now they're saying 2019 is when, you know, things are going to slow down. And I'm thinking, are you are you serious? Like between now and 2019, we're going to make millions and millions of dollars between now and 2019 because we understand the business and we understand how to analyze these deals and find the right opportunity. You know, that's critical. You you could always put something off for another day and there are maybe occasions where that makes sense. But back to this idea of being an investor through these different cycles, you might have to change what you look at. You might have to use a different formula. You might pick different markets. But if you keep your, your nose to the grindstone, you keep on investing, you stay on it, you're going to have much better results than someone who tries to get in and out of the market. It's virtually impossible to time the multifamily market. That That's true. And again, I think whatever you decide to do, you know, acquiring some level of confidence and expertise goes a long way or leveraging someone else that, that's not it. So, you know, when I was looking at deals maybe two years ago, my return threshold might have been, you know, doubling my money in, in three years. And now maybe because it's the hotter segment, there's more competition. And sometimes, sometimes there's, there's just stupid money being thrown at some of these deals. And so, you know, we, we acknowledge that. But if I could still double my money in five or six years, I think that's a pretty darn good return. And where else am I going to get that type of return? Right. And the fact that not all apartment investing is the same, you got to look for the sweet spot, right? I know now you're doing some bigger deals. In fact, let's just, this is fun. Uh, we, you talked with Michael Becker at the syndication event because you guys have recently done kind of a big deal together. And uh, we had you guys up because you essentially raised over $10 million in 90 minutes. Now, I didn't start with this because as excited as I am for you to share that story, that's hard for some people to relate to. And and you had a great answer when he said, well, it didn't really take 90 minutes. It really took 14 years. So, <laughs> so right. tell us about that story. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had known Mike since 2009 when he was lending. Uh, he was a lender, a commercial lender, and he was originating loans for, for students that I trained. And then he wanted to get into the business himself. And then fast forward you know, five or six years, he had done a few deals as a multifamily investor or more than a few. And, you know, he and I uh, kind of circled back together and we're on our third deal that we've done together. So yeah, the last deal, we're, we're going to actually close it uh, in a couple weeks. We needed to raise about $8 million and, and uh, we were able to put that uh, offering out to people, you know, in an SEC compliant manner, which is people with whom we have a pre-existing relationship, either sophisticated or credited, following to the T the SEC guidelines, but we were able to present that deal to just a couple hundred investors, a $100,000 minimum. And within 90 minutes, we had verbal commitments for $10 million and we only needed eight. Right. So like you said, I mean, that, you know, it, some people would look at that and say, wow, you did that in an hour and a half. And I would say, well, it actually took me 14 years to get to, to doing that. Uh, the previous deal that I had done with Mike, where we, we, we raised $7 million. Prior to that, the largest capital raise I had ever done was about $3.5 million my first 13 years. So we took an exponential step up going from raising three and four million dollars to seven and eight million dollars. And so this this business is an exponential step. It took me three years to make a million dollars and put a million dollars of cash in my pocket. But since then, I've made millions of dollars faster and faster and faster. And so it's an exponential growth curve, not a linear growth curve. Well, and that's what you would expect. And the reason I wanted you to share that isn't to, wow, look at all these big numbers. It's that you started with a small apartment building and then got a little bigger and a little bigger. And over time, as you got better, as you systematized your business, you're now able to sit in a seat where you can look at bigger deals and do bigger deals. But you're still teaching folks who are starting out where you started out, who are maybe looking to become full-time, or maybe they just want to get into the apartment business because they've been in single family houses, right? There's this this curve. So it is possible. You can get to big numbers. There's a lot to be said for multifamily. And if you're brand new, you've, you've never even thought about apartments, Brad has put together a really cool webinar, which is really about investing in multifamily for beginners. Can you talk about that webinar? Yeah. So I cover, you know, some of the benefits of apartment investing, like 
you know, how apartments are valued by income versus, you know, CMA, differences between apartments and single family, economies of scale, syndication. I, I, it's really a summary of all the benefits of apartment investing. Then I summarize what are some of the markets. Um, I kind of looked at the top markets over the past, you know, several months and what's predicted to be the top markets over the, you know, in the next several months in the future. So you get a really good I- idea of where to invest, where to find the deals and how to fund the deals and how to fix the deals. And, you know, that's all summarized in about a 47 minute webinar, about a 47 minute webinar. <laughs> about. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, before we're done today, we'll tell you how you can uh, get access to that for free. Hey, before we let you out of here, Brad, well, what would you say? What kind of advice would you have for someone who is thinking of pulling the trigger, thinking of having a bigger vision for their future, really wants to get involved in real estate and has that little hesitancy? That was you 14 years ago. What would you say to that person? Well, first of all, is you don't have to have all of the resources yourself. So you need to be resourceful and you need to build a team and you want to leverage people with an experienced track record. What I did when I started is I found someone that's done what it was that I wanted to do and kind of, you know, they took me under their wing and, and I learned from them. So, you know, don't try to do it all on your own. Build a team with experienced players on your team and just know that you can do it and you don't have to have all the money or all the liquidity or, you know, all the experience to do it yourself. All right. Great stuff. Well, as always, we appreciate your time and your wisdom. Thanks for being on the program. You're welcome. There's Brad Summerock. If you'd like access to his webinar, his 47-minute webinar on getting started in multifamily, all you have to do is send an email to Summerock. That's S-U-M-R-O-K, Summerock at realestateguysradio.com, and you get a link to that. We'll also let you know about Brad's two-day apartment training because he does a training a few times a year on how you can get started in multifamily. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Patrick from Paradigm Life. I've recently written an ebook called The Perpetual Wealth Strategy. The ebook discusses one of the best investments, real estate, combined with a financial vehicle used by the wealthy, many U.S. presidents, famous actors, athletes, and even Houdini himself. You can download the ebook for free in the resources section on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait, go download it now. To really get the most out of real estate investing, it's imperative that you pick the right market. But more goes into market analysis than just the latest headlines. Come learn how to see a real estate market through the eyes of experienced investors. When the Real Estate Guys come to Dallas, Texas for an investor field trip, you'll learn a ton about what makes a market tick and specifically the key advantages the DFW market and submarkets possess. Study the sustainable drivers, dig beneath the headlines, understand the financial metrics, and spend two and a half days around other investors from other markets. And while no property is sold on the Real Estate Guys field trips, you will have the opportunity to pick the brains of real estate professionals that have been working in the market for years. Oh, and did we mention? It's a blast. Sample the local cuisine, experience the Dallas culture, and network like crazy. Visit realestateguysradio.com and look under events for all the details. That's realestateguysradio.com under events, and we'll see you in Dallas, Texas. Hi, this is Mark Skousen, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. No matter how you're listening, we're glad you're here. Tell your friends about The Real Estate Guys, and always good to hear from Brad Sumrock. Yeah, it is. He's a great guy, loves what he does. You know, with his engineering background, you know, he's just, he's data-driven, he's organized, he has processes and checklists. You know, I went to his class, right? He does his two-day training class, and I went to it because we got to know him, we heard him speak, we thought, oh, this guy's seems pretty smart. It was recommended by a guy that has a lot of credibility in our world. He said, hey, you really need to check out this Brad Summerock guy. Great. Let's go do that. So uh, my job was to go out and audit his class. So I sat through there for two days, met his students, went on the bus tour, you know, sat in the classroom all day long, did the networking receptions and all that, met great people. A lot of them have actually engaged and come to some of our events. So it's kind of been fun uh, to see that level of engagement. But you know what? I mean, I've been around real estate a long time. 
you know, and I can't say that I'm a big multifamily guy because, you know, we've done def- different things. But with that said, we've certainly owned some apartments. I've You've taken me out and walked me around all kinds of stuff, you know, because some scary looking stuff, actually, <laughs> as I recall. Uh, but I, I learned a ton. I mean, I really learned a ton. And what I really appreciated, because I'm kind of an analytical numbers guy, and I, I like the story. I mean, the stories are interesting to me, and I like understanding that. But I really like to understand, does this deal make sense? And how do I know this deal makes sense? And how how do I put the deal together so that it makes sense, especially if I'm going to do it with partners, which is how most multifamily deals get done. And so, you know, I learned a ton and I, I just really appreciate Brad and his teacher's heart and the fact that he's willing to come do the show again and just share the things that he's learning out in the marketplace uh, about what he sees going on in his particular market and product class in terms of the direction of the market. And is the opportunity still alive? Well, Brad came out and uh, spoke at the Secrets of Successful Syndication for the second time. We had a little more time this time around and we got to hear hear uh, some case studies. He's always happy to talk about how well his students are doing. He's really impassioned about helping other people. But we got in a conversation the day before just talking about, hey, here's the event and what are you going to talk about? And a lot of the things that we've been talking about today really came up. And one of our big questions is based on everything that's happened. I mean, Sam Zell and the whole thing, is it too late? And obviously, Brad doesn't think it's too late. But he also thinks you have to choose wisely. Well, you do. I mean, again, at the end of the day, real estate is not an asset class. It's certainly not a market because every market is different. You know, you may have markets like the coastal markets where people are moving out. It's too expensive or maybe it gets overbuilt because everybody's chasing the gains, you know, because at the end of the day, developers are equity investors. They buy a piece of dirt, they develop it, they sell it and they're out. They get in, they get out. It's why we stayed out of North Dakota. The play there was to be a developer. Get in and get out because if the oil industry turned and at the time when everybody was you know all excited about the Bakken they were like nobody thought oil was going to turn nobody saw 120 oil going down to 30 nobody right. saw that but it happened and then when it happened that was the thing that was propping up that market that market wasn't robust enough we talk about that all the time like on the field trip uh, where we you know we talk about what makes a market tick of course DFW is a market that's just got a ton going and it really showed its true colors in the 2008 recession it's one of the reasons we Cambridge said, what markets really held up well when everything went to crap, you know, and DFW is a market that really held up well. Not only that bonus time, it bounced back and has really been a leader. So you got people leaving and companies leaving places where it's expensive, high tax, difficult to do business, and it's too expensive. And they're moving to places like DFW. And so those are the things that you look at to try to get a feel for is what is the overall direction of the market and the product type? Is there upward pressure or downward pressure? And, uh, it's, it's it's nice to hear that there's still opportunity remaining, at least in this marketplace in that space. Absolutely. And, you know, Brad's in multiple markets, multiple states. There's states he stays away from. There's markets he stays away from. And that's true for any investor. You develop your niche, whether that's product type or market specific or within a market, what neighborhoods, all that stuff is important. You got to start somewhere. And of course, Brad started with a 30-something unit apartment complex. Today, he buys units that are bigger, you know, several hundred units. You can start anywhere. I mean, multifamily, technically, is five units and up. I mean, that's based on the lender's criteria, but if it's a fiveplex or a sixplex or an eightplex, that's multifamily, so is 780 units. And it's a wide variety. And so within every category of real estate, you're always looking for that sweet spot. Well, I think one of the things that Brad teaches, the same thing Simon Black says, and he says, you know, it's actually easier to do a bigger deal. Right. And because you have economies of scale. And so the, the approach is different because when you're looking at approaching every problem with your own resources, big deals are overwhelming. But when you look at approaching a big deal from the standpoint of using the resources that you have around you, in other words, aggregating or syndicating the resources. You know, I don't have very good credit. Somebody does, right? If the deal makes sense. I don't have enough money. Well, somebody does if the deal makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't have the right knowledge. Well, somebody does. You can hire a consultant. You can bring on a mentor. There's things that you can do. You can't do it on a five-unit building. Right. It's just not big enough, right? You don't have time. You, there's not enough money. But if you do something big enough, actually the size, the economy of scale makes it easier to do because you can get enough people on the bus to help you do it. And if you did it and only broke even personally and you got the education and the connections and the resume, that's probably worth doing it all by itself. So if you're interested in the apartment space and maybe you're new to it or you haven't done it before, I would suggest you get out and learn from Brad Sumrock. He does an event, a two-day event called Rat Race to Retirement. 
It's two full days, including getting in a bus and touring around and seeing up close some apartment complexes that Brad owns. It's very hands-on, very tactical. You can find out uh, the dates and locations on our website at realestateguysradio.com under events. You know, we go to a lot of events. We put on events. We like to point to events that are real estate related and even events that aren't that real estate related if we think that it can better you as an investor. So check out uh, the Real Estate Guys website and go to events and see where we'll be. And Russ and I are often at these events, so we'd love to uh, see you at an event, come on out. Well, the thing I like about Brad's event is like our events, nothing's for sale. Now, he's there to teach. He's not there to pitch you on buying an apartment building, right? You're just there to learn and network. And that's that's really an exciting uh, opportunity. And again, he's a teacher at heart. So yeah, I, I enjoy going and, you know, how many times you watch a movie two or three times or read a book two or three times to make sure that you get it. And my case, I'm, I, I probably need to take it two or three more times before I start <laughs> to pick it all up. Well, other exciting news. If you want to hang out with Mr. Brad Sumrocky and his lovely wife, Jen, are coming on the 2017 Investors Summit at Sea. It's not quite yet open, depending on when you're listening to this podcast or radio show, uh, for you to sign up, but almost you can get on the interest list. It's going to be awesome. It's April 1st through 9th, 2017. The Summit at Sea is a hootenanny. The Summit at Sea is a lot more than a hootenanny. I'm not sure what a hootenanny is, but it's a good old time. But I'll tell you what the Summit at Sea is. It's a transformational experience. You know, people, people who are driving around listening to a show on the radio or at a podcast or reading a book or the, even the people that invest in themselves and go to a seminar, they're not doing it to be entertained. They're doing it because they're trying to find a way to change their current reality and get to where they want to go. Real estate is a vehicle to do that. You want to learn the vehicle of real estate and all all of the peripheral things, the economics and the money and the, the legal and all the things that you have to know in order to be a successful real estate investor, but you're probably not doing it because of the real estate. You're probably not doing it because of the education. You're doing it for what you want the, the real estate to do for you financially and the lifestyle you want it to provide and all of those things. And a big part of getting things done in business and in life and in real estate is being connected and getting deep thinking. And one of the biggest challenges in our, in our distraction oriented, rapid fire information, always online, phone, uh, nose in a, a smartphone all the time is we think in sound bites. We learn in just, we, we have little thought bursts. We can't really go deep. When you get a chance to go to a seminar, spend a weekend, or you get a chance to spend a week with a bunch of high powered people that are super smart and really motivated. How do you know they're motivated? They paid a ton of money to be in the room, right? If you're in a room with people, like that. Everybody is fighting to get a return on their investment. I don't mean competing with each other, but really wanting to think deeply and get great ideas and make great connections that are actionable so that over the course of the following year, they can make enough money enough profit off of the experience to be able to afford to come back. I mean, we have 60, 70% every year of people who are on the summit at sea were there the year before. Our secrets of successful syndication seminar, same thing. People that take it four, five, six, seven times. Like the record so far is a guy's taken it seven times and he's successful. Is it a coincidence that he happens to be very successful? Seems like the most successful people continually are investing in their education and their network. It's not just education. If it was just about the information, you could go sit in the library and get rich. You could sit and listen to podcasts all day and get rich. You got to go out and interact with people. And these events are designed to give you an opportunity to do it. I encourage you to take advantage of live events. So come on out to the Summit at Sea. You can go to the Real Estate Guys website at realestateguysradio.com and click on Summit. While you're there, you can check out our resource section and special report section, one of which is actually a webinar that Brad does on why apartment investing is awesome. So if you didn't get enough apartment today, then uh, check that out. Big thanks to Brad Summerock for sharing his time and expertise with us today. And thanks for tuning into the show. Until next week, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening. 
And we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys radio show.